Fall is coming. Let's get going. L.L. Bean wants to help you make the most out of this spectacular season with gear tips and advice for heading outdoors. For fall hikes, when it's cold in the morning and warm in the afternoon, layering becomes very important. You don't want to get chilled and you don't want to sweat through your clothes either. A good rule of thumb is to start out dressed as if the temperature is 10 degrees warmer than it is. So once you start generating body heat, you won't get overly hot. For more tips, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. The United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, or UNESCO, is the group responsible for designating the world's most treasured places as World Heritage Sites, places as unique and diverse as the wilds of East Africa's Serengeti, the pyramids of Egypt, Machu Picchu in Peru, the Great Barrier Reef in Australia, and the Baroque cathedrals of Latin America. The United States is home to a couple dozen such sites, so it's a list more exclusive than even the list of America's national parks. U.S. sites include the San Antonio Missions, the Great Smoky Mountains, Yellowstone, and Yosemite, the Statue of Liberty, Carlsbad Caverns. The most recent session of the World Heritage Committee is taking place right now as I record this in Saudi Arabia, and it was just announced that they are inscribing the 25th World Heritage Site in the United States, a group of eight ancient earthwork sites in Southern Ohio. I'm Jason Epperson, and today on America's National Parks, Ohio's Hopewell Culture National Historical Park. After World War I wrapped up, folks around the world started thinking about the destruction that befell some of the world's most cherished places and decided, hey, why not come together and protect our global treasures. Unfortunately, it didn't happen before World War II or dozens of other major conflicts. But in 1972, UNESCO stepped up and launched the World Heritage Convention. Think of it as a mashup of two ideas, one about saving cultural spots and the other about keeping nature's wonders safe. The big goal? To get countries to team up and look after places so special that everyone, now and in the future, should get to enjoy them. The dream is to keep these spots safe forever. These are places that belong to all of us, no matter where they are. It's a true worldwide partnership with over 1,000 of these incredible sites all over the world. The first step towards gaining entry into the World Heritage List is to be placed on a country's tentative list. The Hopewell Ceremonial Earthworks was placed on the U.S. tentative list back in 2008. The United States can select one cultural site from the tentative list each year and prepare a full World Heritage nomination. A formal advisory body, the International Council on Monuments and Sites, evaluates the nomination to determine whether the property has outstanding universal value. To meet the test, the property must meet one or more of the 10 World Heritage criteria, six cultural and four natural. It must possess integrity and authenticity and must meet requirements for protection and management. On the basis of this evaluation, the Council submits a recommendation to the World Heritage Committee. The World Heritage Committee includes representatives of 21 nations and meets once each year to render final decisions. 2,000 years ago, 
American Indians of the Hopewell culture lived in scattered hamlets throughout the south-central Ohio Valley. They would often come together to celebrate feasts, funerals, and rites of passage. It's unclear how or exactly why they came together, but when they did, they would construct monumental earthworks that would span hundreds of acres of land. These earthworks were constructed outward since there was no means to construct upwards at the time. In doing so, they created perfect geometric shapes of circles, squares, and octagons throughout the current Ross County area. These complexes would encompass hundreds of acres of land with their massive earthen walls. While earthworks were constructed throughout the area, one spot located on the northern edge of present-day Chillicothe wound up being the most significant of the culture, even though it was likely one of the smallest earthworks ever created by the Hopewell. Mound City, located on Ohio Highway 104, approximately four miles north of Chillicothe, is a group of 23 earthen mounds. Each covers the remains of the cremated dead, along with artifacts such as copper figures, arrow points, shells, and pipes. They didn't build all of the mounds at once, but they were constructed individually and gradually. Long before a mound was built, a small wooden frame building was fabricated. Once complete, the building would host ceremonial funerals, where culturally significant people were interred. The bones of these chosen few were cremated in a small, shallow, clay-lined pit. Afterwards, the ashes were swept up and then placed on the floor within the building and then adorned with burial items made of exotic natural materials that often came from long distances. Multiple ceremonies and burials would take place within each building before the structures were either taken down or burned down. After it was removed or burned, mound building would commence. In all, about 100 cremated remains were interred before mounds were built over them. Not all of the mound areas contained human burials, though. One mound covered the remains of several hundred pipestone effigy pipes that were all broken inside of a bag before being interred. Objects left with burials consist of flint from the Knife River in North Dakota, galena from the southern shores of the Mississippi River, mica from the Blue Ridge Mountains in Tennessee and North Carolina, copper from Lake Superior, and obsidian from the Yellowstone area of Wyoming. Evidence shows that many of these materials were brought to the site and area. They were likely not traded for. Ah, you hear that? The sound of a crackling fire. But this isn't just any old campfire. This is a smokeless solo stove fire pit. How can you tell? Well, you don't hear any coughing, hand wafting, or people complaining about smoke in their eyes. All you can hear are logs turning to coals as the night sky becomes a cosmic canvas. With Bonfire by Solo Stove, you get a fire pit that's portable, burns smoke off before it ever leaves the pit, and is backed by a lifetime warranty. Use promo code PARKS20 to get $20 off your next purchase of $200 or more at solostove.com.
After the Hopewell concluded their use of the site, it existed in a relatively untouched state for nearly 18 centuries. With the influx of settlers into the region in the 19th century, land that was once barren of human life started teeming with activity to tame the land. New settlers cleared acres upon acres of land and then utilized the fertile soils for large-scale farming. When farmers encountered mysterious earthworks and mounds, they were often plowed under to make room for a booming agriculture business. Hundreds, maybe thousands of earthworks and mounds met their demise by the farmer's blade. In the mid-19th century, two amateur archaeologists saw the rapidly declining state of these American Indian wonders and set out to document what was left in order to preserve it for history. Dr. Edwin Davis and Ephraim Squire began a partnership in the 1840s that would document hundreds of Hopewellian earthwork sites in detail, including Mound City Group. Together, these men would conduct surveys and limited excavations throughout the region and at Mound City in an effort to learn about the mysterious people of the Hopewell culture. Their survey maps were proven to be so useful and well done that they are still in use by archaeologists today. When the Civil War broke out in 1861, local militia utilized the land for drilling and training and referred to it as Camp Logan. After the Civil War, the lands of Mountain City and those surrounding it would revert back to farming until the early part of the 20th century, as farmers set their plow blades back into the soils in and around Mountain City Group mounds once again began to shrink in size. By the time the army purchased the lands in 1917, many of the mounds of Mound City Group were only shadows of what they once were. In June of 1917, Mound City Group would be relegated to memory as mostly all of the remaining visible mounds would be concealed by massive two-story wooden buildings for the next five years. Many of these sites were built to a monumental scale, with earthen walls up to 12 feet high outlining geometric figures more than a thousand feet across. Conical and loaf-shaped earthenworks up to 30 feet high are often found in association with the geometric earthworks. The people who built them had a detailed knowledge of the local soils, and they combined different types to provide the most stability to the works. It required the organized labor of thousands of hours, as people carried the earth in handwoven baskets. During World War I, the United States Army constructed a military training base, Camp Sherman, on the site. After the war, they raised the camp. The Ohio Historical Society conducted an archaeological excavation from 1920 to 1922, followed by a reconstruction of the mounds. The Department of the Interior declared the Mound City Group a national monument to be administered by the federal government. In 1992, Mound City Group was renamed and expanded as Hopewell Culture National Historical Park. Its definition included remnants of four other nearby earthwork and mound systems. Two Ross County sites are within a few miles of Mound City and open to the public. Another is about 17 miles west of Chillicothe on US Route 50. Hopewell Mound Group is the site of the 1891 excavation on the land of Mordecai Hopewell, for whom the culture is named. Three of the Hopewell ceremonial earthwork sites are managed by the Ohio History Connection, while the other five are managed by the National Park Service as a part of the Hopewell Culture National Historical Park. Fifteen mound complexes, 
earlier identified in the county have been lost to agriculture or urban development. The National Park Service manages all or part of 19 of the 25 World Heritage Sites in the United States. It's also the principal U.S. government agency responsible for implementing the World Heritage Convention in cooperation with the Department of State. The selection of the Hopewell Earthworks is particularly special this year, as it's the 100th anniversary of its dedication as a national park. This episode of America's National Parks was hosted by me, Jason Epperson. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a rating and a review. If you're new here, make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get new episodes delivered to your feed. If you're looking for photos and tips about visiting national parks, check out our America's National Parks Facebook group. And if you're interested in RV travel, we hope you'll also check out our RV Miles podcast and YouTube channel. Today's show was sponsored by L.L. Bean. Follow the hashtag BeAnOutsider and visit LLBean.com to find great gear for exploring the national parks. And by Solo Stove. Use promo code PARKS20 to get $20 off your next purchase of $200 or more at solostove.com.